the following announcement has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. Hi, this is Steve Kern, and you're watching Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from Sportskeeda, Ringside News, and we'll talk about that in a second. I am your host, Lee Walker, and this is episode 190. So, when it comes to Ringside News, ladies and gentlemen, I have told you guys I have worked there, I, I bring it up quite a bit so as far as what happened i'm going to go to facebook.com slash perched on the top rope and tell you what happened so steve carrier owns ringside news and he gets on the official ringside news account on x and i no rhyme or reason i can only assume it's because of alcohol, because he, I would say, is an alcoholic. He tweets, or posts, Why does at Caleb Braxton WWE need to remind everyone she's rape baby product? Question mark. Sorry not, sorry, shut the fuck up. He quite literally reposts that tweet and quote tweets his own tweet and says, So, dot, 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 my mom was raped too. So, question mark, shut the fuck up. Then tweets again, Welcome to real life, at Caleb Braxton. No one cares. I was a child via rape. And why so were many others? Shut the fuck up. Those are the tweets, and Steve and Ringside News has yet again taken a lot of backlash. And in true fashion, no apology, no retractment, nothing. Well, welcome to Sunday Night Heat, ladies and gentlemen, because Ringside News and Steve Carrier are heat magnets. But while we're rolling in the heat, let's talk about this Max Caster and Bully Ray feud thing that's going on, right? So, on X, Bully Ray tweeted a couple days ago, what do you think, one last run? And it was quote tweeted by Fade With It. I will be honest here. I think AEW would be an awesome last run for them. Just hear me out here. Bully Ray... Devon, and then tags a lot of tag teams. FTR, Ricky Starks and Big Cass, and then tags Scissor Me Daddy, tags Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, and Max quote tweets that and says Bully Ray has to pay a lot of dues before he steps foot in my locker room. Well, that didn't sit well with Bully Ray who saw this 
and quote tweeted Caster saying, none of you young boys in that locker room have paid your dues. That's the problem. See you soon. Max writes, okay, just remember to shake my hand when you get to my locker room. This left Bully Ray to reply, Punk was right. And then the handshake emoji. So this could be a work. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I would assume with the fact that Bully Ray brings up CM Punk into it, that it's not a work, but we'll have to wait and see. These things happen quite often on X these days. And speaking of that, Seth Rollins injured on Monday Night Raw in his championship match against Jinder Mahal as he tore his MCL and a partially torn meniscus. Now, we don't know, as of yet, if Seth Rollins will be okay for WrestleMania. It is known he is addressing the WWE Universe on Monday Night Raw. It's rumored he's supposed to be facing CM Punk at WrestleMania 40, not to overlook the Elimination Chamber or the Royal Rumble. But I heard that's what the plans are. And I mean, it's kind of obvious they're also planting it on TV, too, a little bit. But, none of this would have happened if Tony Khan didn't go on a Twitter rant, ranting about ratings and Jinder Mahal not making sense being a championship challenger. So WWE wanted to prove him wrong and now we have this injury so you know what max caster tony khan ringside news steve carrier you're all sunday night heat magnets okay i feel better now i just had to say it i just had to say it moving on are you a wrestling fan or are you a sports entertainment fan these numbers will shock you so, Wrestling Mark 16 on X posts the amount of actual wrestling on wrestling shows this week. This is split between five hours of AEW programming and five hours of WWE programming. And the programs are for AEW Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision, and for WWE, it is Raw and SmackDown. So, I'll start with Monday Night Raw, because it's Monday. A three-hour show. In that three hours, it had 60 minutes worth of wrestling. So, one hour. Next... We go to Wednesday, which is AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite is a two-hour show. It had 61 minutes of wrestling 
51% of the show had wrestling on it. WWE Raw only had 33% of wrestling on that show. We then go to Friday where we have SmackDown and Rampage. Now, SmackDown had 29 minutes of wrestling for a two-hour show, or 24% of the show. Where AEW Rampage, being a one-hour show, had 63% of wrestling at 38 minutes for a one-hour show. So, AEW TV for five hours had a total of 166 minutes of wrestling on it. Five hours of WWE TV had 89 minutes on it. So it's kind of clear if you like wrestling, AEW Rampage, Collision, and Dynamite should be up your alley. But not a single show I just listed off out of the three has hit a million viewers this week. Where if you're on the entertainment side, you would watch WWE programming of Raw and SmackDown, which had less wrestling, but more entertainment. And has higher ratings. I'm not going to lie. I find it very, very confusing myself. I watch all wrestling. Every show has something great on it. Every show has something bad on it. But we're in the evolution of professional wrestling here. We're at the next stage as wrestling evolves. I grew up on the golden age of wrestling. Andre the Giant was just fizzling out. Hulk Hogan's a big name. Rowdy Piper, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, Demolition, Honky Tonk Man, Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Tito Santana. All those names are the wrestling I grew up on. They were larger-than-life characters. They didn't talk in their promos. They yelled. Made them seem bigger and badder. And more impressionable because I was a kid. As a teenager, wrestling evolved into the Attitude Era. And we started seeing more real-life situational things in really getting away from the characters and things that I had grown up on as a child. And the the wrestling we have now, the generations growing up in it, from kids to teenagers into adulthood, they grew up with the ruthless aggression era. And then it just got more into more and more sports entertainment aspects where it's no longer characters and everybody is a name. Just a regular Joe Schmo name nowadays. 
where a leg drop, a DDT, a super kick, where finishing moves are now just a common move in wrestling. And of course, everyone complains about the leg slap on that super kick. But the history of professional wrestling is really becoming a lost art when there's only the one company of WWE that will feed you the history of what they want to tell you of history in the company. I'm somebody who needs storylines to my wrestling. And if I had to compare, WWE does a better job than that than AEW. I can turn on WWE as a casual fan and they let you understand what the hell is going on because they recap so much in a three-hour show, in a two-hour show. So if you miss something, you'll know. And if you don't know what's going on, you can get caught up rather easy. Whereas the casual fan in AEW, you don't get that. You know, WWE, the commentators are really good at rehashing things. AEW, I would say not so much because Taz and Tony Schiavone and Excalibur are just trying to joke around and have fun amongst themselves. You miss out on a lot. So it makes it hard to watch if you're a casual fan. The other thing about that is when it comes to being a fan of wrestling. Now, I know the numbers are down amongst WWE compared to AEW, but I would say this. If you went to somebody who doesn't watch sports entertainment or professional wrestling at all, and you brought up WWE, they're going to know what you're talking about. I can't say the same for AEW. The Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe. That's a different story. Anyway. The next part of this that I wanted to talk about was the evolution of women's wrestling. Aside from the women's pay-per-view in 2018, women's wrestling was really nothing more than bra and panty matches and not taken seriously, and the women got tired of it. Especially when Stephanie McMahon had tweeted out about women in the workplace, this and that, and A.J. Lee had made a lot of comments about how women aren't paid as equal to the men, don't get enough time on TV, this and that. This brought up a huge uproar, and we would start to see the women get more airtime, and they got their own pay-per-view. It was really amazing. You know, they started getting more and more features. They, they main-evented WrestleMania, Uh, women were breaking the glass ceiling in professional wrestling in 2018. Now it's 2024. And that is no longer a thing. 
It's like the women's evolution came to a screeching halt. Or it was swept under a rug like it never happened. And the reason why I say that is because I look at six programs from Ring of Honor, NXT, AEW Rampage, Collision, and Dynamite, WWE's Raw, and SmackDown. On just how much women's wrestling was on the shows this week. So I'm going to kick it off from the most to the least. NXT, a two-hour show had 27 minutes of women's wrestling. It was the most the main event, as the main event was a women's battle royal that went on for about 15, 20 minutes. Next, we have Ring of Honor with 13 minutes worth of women's wrestling. And we have a tie between AEW Rampage, AEW Collision, and WWE Raw, all having nine minutes worth of women's wrestling. AEW Dynamite had 7 minutes, and WWE SmackDown had 3 minutes worth of women's wrestling. It was a women's tag team match. Now, don't get me wrong, it was a great match, but 3 minutes, 1 match on a 2-hour show, do better. Like I said, it's almost like the women's evolution never happened. Now, next week is the Royal Rumble. This Wednesday, I will have a part one interview with former Skinner, Doink the Clown, the fabulous one, Steve Kern. Thursday, I have a special episode with predictions for the Royal Rumble with Smacked Raw podcast, Wrestling with Heart with Stanley Carr, and Wrestling Talk with Mayor McCall. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check this show out on YouTube at youtube.com at Perched on the Top Rope. You can also find me at Apple Podcast and Spotify at Perched on the Top Rope. I'm also on TikTok, Instagram, Perched on the Top Rope Podcast, Facebook.com slash Perched on the Top Rope. Twitter is Perched Top Rope. Remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out.